Good evening, folks. Welcome to another episode of On the Night Train with Jeff and Henry. Sit back, relax, and come on aboard and join us as we go travel to the supernatural and beyond. Cocktails and conversation await. Jeff, tell us about everything that's going on in your world. Well, before we start, we got to mention, uh, usually we have our uh, seven and sevens, but tonight we have a uh, special treat made by Paige. Um, she made a, a, uh, an interesting drink called uh, Alien Secretions. And it will be on the uh, Facebook uh, page for our, um, our site. And uh, when she loads it up, you can go on there and look for it. But tonight, the Alien Secretions are uh, fitting for because we're going to be talking about different kinds of aliens. Uh, there's tons of them, I think, but uh, we're just going to go over the uh, more familiar ones, more familiar ones that I've I've come to know and uh, some others I haven't. So, with that, we will jump into our alien friends. But um, <clears throat> and these are the ones that uh, that are known to become in contact with Earth. And the most famous one, of course, is the Greys. And the Greys came from a star system known as Zeti Reticuli, Reticuli, which is a star system located somewhere in the southern celestial hemisphere, and are thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. And of course, many people see in their, um, their presence. And uh, Usually the those um the grays are in the different kinds of it seems like they're the different kinds of UFOs and they usually are uh, found in the ones that are kind of dome shaped and you know they they zip around from here to there and everything and of course you know they're tall and humanoid with a long head and a distinctive gray feature they're most commonly depicted in alien life form in our media and they're also the beings that are most commonly described by alien abductees who uh, have returned back to Earth. And the greys have a tendency to be involved in abductions because they like to stockpile humans. They think of Earth the way you would think of a chicken farm, just brimming with genetic material that they can't wait to get their hands on. They come to Earth to pick up juicy selections of human beings and then take them to do cosmos only knows what. And on the off chance that they're not happy with their selection, they bring it back and choose another. I think they're also the ones that are usually involved in cattle mutilations, too. But um, I think, in my opinion, I think they're just kind of like worker bees that, that work for, you know, higher up echelon aliens. I just don't know exactly, you know, who what aliens those would be, but, you know... Because they don't talk. From what I understand, they communicate through, uh, through their minds. So it's like a telepathy. Yeah. Oh. It's like a telepathy. Because, I mean, we wouldn't be able to, to understand them anyways if they did talk to us, I'm pretty sure. And, of course, they were the um, Area 54 aliens that were the first ones to, uh, discovered back in the 60s. But, uh, yeah... Everyone knows what those guys look like. I think they're the more fun to think about because some of the other ones, not so much. 
Now this, the Sasani, they are uh, hybrids and particularly common across the cosmos and are believed to, to be the alien races in contact with Earth. Some even believe that we humans are genetic hybrids ourselves, but that's a discussion for a conspiracy forum, so we won't get into that. The Sasani are hybrid that was developed from reptilian and gray humans. Their development was found to be necessary after the grays mutated themselves through genetic experimentations to a point where they could no longer reproduce using conventional means like um, I don't know, alien sex and were only able to spawn new generations by cloning themselves. And cloning is well and good if you want to create new beings. However, it gives no genetic variation over successful successive generations, which leads to problems. And crossbreeding, yeah, pretty sure that would do something like that. Because you never know what you're going to come out with if you don't know what you're doing. But they came to Earth and convinced a few people to share genetic information with them from this genetic cross crossover universe was blessed with an entirely new group of being. The Sasani, who were, in a way, like our own interstellar cousins. So, you know, us human beings, we're, we could be aliens too, in a way. I mean, there's a lot of people that are definitely different. I mean, you just think of somebody like Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, that guy is just, you know, top of the board, really intelligent. And you're just wondering, how does somebody get that intelligent? With the, his electric cars, his SpaceX. Um, he's invented a whole bunch of stuff on the on the internet. So yeah, you never know. And that his name is kind of weird too. So, but um, you know, this, you are right about that. Yeah. <laughs> Him and um, well, others too. I think Tesla might even been. Mm-hmm. Because he was, a, I mean, that guy was a genius. Maybe. So you're saying that all of our geniuses are aliens? Well, they're not normal. They're above the uh, plane of what us, you know, regular human beings are. And, um, you know, they might be aliens and they might uh, be super geniuses. But, um, I mean, because you, you have Einstein, but... You know, he showed all the mathematics for what he was thinking and everything. But, you know, I just never heard of how um, Elon came to about his own, um, his thinking and creations. So, it's kind of interesting. Um, but the Sasani are, they were given their own planet and allowed to roam free and evolved into the best beings that they can be. And they have a stronger connection with their higher selves and are believed to be where humans will be one day. Although, although there are millennia ahead of us and are up to 15 alien races that are actively engaged in humanity's co- conscious awakening. And um, that could be religious leaders like Gandhi, too, I imagine. So if let me get this straight. So we're like the, vi- the village idiots of the cosmos. Could be. Unless you're Elon Musk. Or a Tesla. Yeah. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. And then, uh, 
Along the Milky Way, we have the Arcturi Arcturians, and they are most they are the most ancient, <coughs> ancient and wisest. Maybe even back to, you know, back in the Egyptian days, but they are said to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. And if Yoda descended from them, they've mutated and evolved there uh, <coughs> over time and exist in many forms. But the uh, race of Ecturians stand about five feet with green skin and large eyes that can see right through you. So, I mean, they're kind of a little bit higher on the scale over a, a gray. So, I mean, you got to figure a lot of aliens are even smarter than other aliens. So, it makes sense. So, the grays are kind of like the workers for all the other aliens. That's just what I think. That makes a, That's a good theory. Yeah. And uh, this race's development of their minds rather than their bodies made them small in stature. So, you could probably take one of them in a fist fight. However, their advanced intelligence means that if any alien species, species out there know how to use the Force from Star Wars... Well, it's these guys, so other aliens have to watch out, and I guess so do we. And just be glad that they don't that they do have a re reputation for being one of the most kind and loving beings in the galaxy. So just um, you gotta keep that in mind when you come across one of them dudes, because yep, they're kind of one of the um, advanced ones, anyway. So you know, I guess there's just a Different kind of chains of uh, aliens also, just like humans. I mean, they say that we we came from uh, apes, so aliens just came from other aliens, I guess. Different species. Different species of aliens. And then the Nordics. Now, these are really, um, I guess, the prettiest of all the aliens, because they look like Norse gods with blonde and brilliant blue eyes and bodies... About six foot tall, finely toned, athletic bodies. Um, the Scandinavians got their inspiration from them, from Thor, for Thor. The gray, the Greys got a lot of attention when it comes to alien sightings, but the Nordics are a species that come into contact with humans almost as much as they do. However, they are more interested in the well-being of the human race rather than the Greys are. And even though some eyewitnesses report and claim to have seen Nordics in the same alien craft as Greys. A possible, though I don't know if that's true because, um, I mean, they're obviously taller. So I don't know, there's other, there's gotta be other uh, vehicles out there, to, out there for them to travel through. But um, the, a possible explanation for this is that Greys were slaves or servants, like I figured, like worker bees. To the Nordics. And, uh, well, the Grey's lack of empathy makes it an ideal butler. Like oh. a worker bee. A definite worker bee. Yep. And the Palladians come from a bright star cluster known as Palladius. And one of the beings in the Milky Way that closely re resembles humans. They are thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. Therefore, you could be sitting with him in a room with one right now and not even know it. But the major, major difference between us and them is they are particularly sensitive with uh, psychic energies that are constantly streaming across the universe. And that means that the best way of reaching out to one of them 
would be concentrating and sending out psychic messages. Kind of like, a, I guess, if he sat and meditated for a while and thought about it and kind of pictured him, maybe you get lucky and talk to one of them. But if you really want to meet with a, a Palladian for a cup of tea and a few brews, I guess just sit down and meditate on it. If they choose to show up or not, depends on how much they're feeling your psychic energy. So sending messages like, get your interstellar, interstellar butts over here now, that's probably not going to uh, <clears throat> likely not work. I'm thinking that the Palladians were more or less inclined with the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. I could see that. Because, you know, the Egyptians, they had a lot of... Um, mm-hmm. You know, alien hieroglyphics and everything. Not just the words, but, you know, some of the uh, etches that they made. Absolutely. And, I mean, even, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, tribes that have had contact with um, something possibly like the Palladians. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. It's a thought. But now one that I haven't heard of, and they sound pretty interesting too, is the the Yahyel. Y-A-H-Y-E-L. Yahyel. And I have to spell it because that's the way you you pronounce it from what I, what the spelling is. But there's <clears throat> there's a lot of talk that they are officially to disclose their presence to Earthlings before all the other ones. And this is the one that alien uh, races in contact with the Earth and is known to be kind and loving. And they have been touted as the best beings to make contact first with us because of their advanced and harmonious relationship with technology. Something that we here on Earth are having a little trouble balancing out with. Whenever a new invention comes out, we weaponize it first and feed the hungry second. The Yael... <clears throat> that were not the friendliest beings out there. They're taking their time to make themselves known. <coughs> Excuse me. Making themselves known by easing their way into our psyches. With friendly UFO sightings such as the March 17th sighting known as the Phoenix Lights. And they claim responsibility for that. During that event, they gave thousands of people across the state of Arizona and North America I remember that a spectacular <clears throat> light show, and there I and I've seen the video for it too. I just forgot that's what it was called, the Phoenix Lights. You know, I mean, to me, it almost looked like there was a, an evasion getting ready to be taken. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Also, I know this is a little off base, but I was talking with my niece yesterday, and she was telling me about some of her sightings out where she lives out in southwest Virginia. Hmm. Very silent, large craft, right uh, over her house. In a farm-like uh, setting? or Absolutely. And did it uh, make any noise or anything? No, not at all. It was completely silent. Yeah, what, what was the shape? Uh, I think it was octagon. Hmm. Interesting. I was driving while I didn't take notes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
What? You didn't record it? No, I'm sorry. I mm, was on the mm, phone. Mm. Oh, okay. But so, she did end up, I don't suppose she got a picture or anything? No, of course not. Mm. But, I mean, it is validated. Her and her boyfriend both saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, if you got two people that have seen it, then, you know... When doesn't the other one doesn't think the other one's crazy? No, no. But now, um, I guess our next alien is the Anunnaki. Yes, the Anunnaki. They came from Planet X or Nubiru, an almost X. mythical planet that some scientists believe rotates around our sun on a very wide elliptical orbit that takes it. Far out into the expanses of space before coming back for a close shave with our sun. This crazy elliptical orbit is what makes its presence so hard to prove. However, the presence of the Anunnaki has been noted down in the texts that have dated back to the Mesopotamian cultures, and they're believed to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. But their last brush with the planets of the inner solar system, it crashed into another rock and resulted resulted in the resulting collision created a planet that now that we call Earth. While their planet was here, a few of the Anunnaki hopped off of their worlds and onto ours in search of a yellow element that they covet and they call gold. And all that gold from what I understand they they really they really need because I think they wanted to take it back to their planet too. And uh, have you ever wondered why gold is so valuable? Besides being shiny, it doesn't do anything useful like heal sick or produce energy. So uh, <clears throat> why do we as species desire it so much? Well, as humans, we like shiny objects. Yeah. Especially me. Yeah, Paige loves her shinies. And... Uh, I guess we desire it because the Anunnaki desires, and while they were enlisted as a, we humans were enlisted as their workforce to mine it for them. Our ex- entire existence is based on working our socks off every day that our alien overlords can have their fix of gold and other precious metals. And uh, I know there's, let's see, what was it? Um, I saw something where, in Africa, there's tons and tons of gold that gets mined. And then after it gets mined, nobody re- really pays attention to where where it goes after that. Really? Yeah. But um, it's a precious metal for for more than one reason, and I think it's a really good conductor too. Yes, it is. Uh, it's also used in medicine. Golden medicine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty special. Uh, special thing that gold and yeah we're supposed to be the well the, the places like in you know all around, the, all around the world that that do mine gold those the uh worker worker bees for them and supposedly we are too but i mean you know the gold standard was a gold standard at one time and it was more better than what we have right now with the feds in their um, fake money. But now the next ones 
they are the Alpha Draconians. And one of the race aliens in contact with Earth and are not the first race involved in a racket of mining minerals on our little blue planet. But before them came Alpha Draconians, standing up to 22 feet tall. These these beings are made up of pure muscle and they resemble, resemble dinosaurs or dragons. And they are very unhappy when the Anunnaki showed up and took over. However, they're still active on our planet with puppets placed in high echelons of government as they buy their time and attempt to take over again. And I heard about that because I've always heard that some of our government leaders, they used to make fun of them and call them lizard people. And I've seen... This is probably before YouTube got rid of it. I've seen a couple videos of people talking and their their eyes change like, you know, lizard slits. But of course, you can't find it anymore on YouTube because YouTube is just so horribly censored now. But um, I also hear that uh, or heard that a lot of our celebrities are like that too. So, you know, our celebrities are lizard people. Well, not all of them, I'm sure, but you know, probably the maybe the most famous ones, I reckon. But I, uh, I saw, I can't remember who I saw in that video. I know it was, well, I don't want to, you know, get into political things, but let's just say I, I've seen pictures of uh, political. Uh, of people, political people, and some, yeah, and some um, celebrities that had the, the whole thing where somebody caught a picture of them or recorded them and zoomed into their face and slowed it down, and you can see how their eyes changed to kind of like a lizard eye. It's pretty wild. So it goes to more of a slit. Yeah, kind of like a lizard slit, you know? Wow. And, uh, yeah, pretty creepy. That can also be a trick of the light. I don't know. I mean, you could see that, you know, there's eyes, regular human eyes at one time, and then slits right after that. But like I said, it's been erased on, on Facebook, and that's where I saw it. That kind of reminds me of goats, with their little, their, the way their eyes are shaped. Yeah, they have a horizontal one. Yeah, they got horizontal, but the lizard ones are up and Vertical. down. Yeah. Like a snake. And they, eat, cho and they eat children. Excuse me? <laughs> that's just one of the... It eats children? Yeah, that's just one of the... Um, myths. Myths that, you know, you hear about children going missing every day. Yeah. And they're never found without They gotta eat, too. Mm-hmm. Just glad I never got eaten. Okay, now the next ones are the reptilians. Now these are some uh, pretty wild uh, aliens, also because before the Anunnaki stopped by and genetically engineered their workforce to dig up the dirt for the gold, there was a race of intelligent beings who lived here and thought and is thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. And they are the reptilians, scaly and standing about the size of a human being. They were driven underground by the Anunnaki. Where they are said to re still reside today in the networks of complex underground tunnels, which is not surprising. Because, I mean, we've got 
you know, the government's got a cascade of underground tunnels and everything for them. The, you know, store or whatnot. And uh, <clears throat> those that are open-minded and curious may be able to find these tunnels and a pop for a visit. However, considering we're the reason they can't come up for a brush, breath of fresh air, it's likely that they will skin you alive and leave you a skeleton on a stick hanging outside the entrance of a as a warning for any other less scaly people like them or, well, creatures like them who want to invade our our territory, so. Yeah, the Alpha, Alpha Draconians and the Reptilians, yeah, they're kind of a, uh, that's a mean group right there. Now these things called Nomos, that's a new one to me. Um, that's another alien species close to who interact with certain tribes on the earth that they just happen to get along with better. The Scandinavians had the Nordics and the Drogons, a tribe indigenous, indigenous to the Mal in Northern Africa. The Nomos who hailed from the brightest star in our night sky, Sirius. And the, the, do, the Doghons, centuries before modern science caught up to, caught up that Sirius is actually made up of three stars and even know, who even knew how long for Sirius B to go around Sirius A, considering that they were a millennia away from inventing devices powerful enough to see Sirius close up. It makes sense they had visit, visitors from the selection of the galaxy who told them about it. But, um... And that's just a that's just a kind of a small list of um, of all these aliens because there's a lot more that I I ch I checked out but these ones kind of like more these are the ones that are common but also more a little bit more interesting and yeah for somebody like myself I always knew about the Greys and I knew about the Nordics mm-hmm. And I just, I, I knew something of the reptilians, just never paid it that much mind. Yeah. Well, um, I've heard about the Anunnaki's, and I always thought that maybe, you know, the Anunnaki's might have been more, I don't know, uh, close to the Egyptians because... It just seems like um, in all the uh, Egyptian art and everything that uh, they seem the more, most like them. And uh, I almost want to say that in some of the writings, they, they came close to the interpretation of these things as, uh, as Anunnaki's. Close to, you know, we could understand anyways. Hmm. But yeah, and of course, you know, you got the pyramids and, you know, they try to, exp you know, historians try to explain that, that, on, that it was the Egyptians that made the pyra pyramids, but the pyramids line up on a line on the earth with other pyramids too. So I just think that it's that whole ancient alien kind of like technology. It's... It, I mean, it makes just as much sense as some of the, you know, all these Egyptian slaves, I mean, hauling these 
big old stones chipped away perfectly to make a, you know, make a pyramid. With that technolo technology they had back then, it just doesn't seem feasible at all to me. Especially since, you know, there was no, even something like that, you'd have to have a huge stone quarry. Yeah. And they never found anything like that. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that's unexplainable, unexplainable but we've tried to explain it, <clears throat> and it just didn't work for, I mean, people who had uh, open minds about something like that. So, and that's just what, oh, and they're also aligned, the um, pyramids. They also line up with Orion's belt. Yeah. And also, I think there's something on the moon that somebody, uh, some astronaut um, saw at one time. But I think um, what they about are pretty interesting because I think they're really part of our history where, you know, other, not, not, and not just um, the Egyptians, but I think that um, in India, they even mentioned them also from ancient history. Aliens have been mentioned in so many different civilizations throughout the our the, the years. Mm -hmm. I know the Hindus even have depictions of sky battles. I think I've seen those too. Yep. I almost want to say that um, at one point there was supposed to be like a huge battle, you know, on Earth. I mean, you know, years and centuries and decades ago. And uh, it almost seemed like it was nuclear because the way... Uh, they mentioned how the the battle went and stones melted and people melted and everything. But yeah, that was something that I I just remember off the top of my head barely, but um, I'm sure there's more stuff written about people who know a little bit more than I do. But yeah. So, with that, our... Uh, Alien list is covered for the ones that, um, well, seemed a little bit more familiar with and familiar to the, the human race. And it's almost like um, there's an alien race out there with different kinds of um, higher and lower ones, too. Absolutely. Yep. Well, so, basically, that's like almost our top ten of aliens. Who do you want to hang out with and why? I think I'd rather hang out with the Nordics. They're pretty. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. <laughs> and they seem nice. Well, anybody that's out here to help our society and mankind, I'm all for. Yeah, can't beat that. But no, in my luck, it'd be like, I'd get the aliens like that are on The Simpsons. On the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, thank you all for uh, joining us on, a on another uh, adventure. This I'd like time. to give a good shout-out, if you don't mind. One, I want to thank Paige. One, she is so much to us. The mixologist, our researcher. Our cat herder. Our cat herder. Because <laughs> she says that 
getting Henry and I to do something is like hurting, like hurting cats. cats. So, meow to you, Paige. <laughs> and she actually is the one that put this together. She heard him, uh, Jeff, and I talking at a party one time. Said you guys would be great on a podcast. And as usual, we just sit there and go, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and lo and behold. Here we are. We are sitting in our chairs talking. And recording. And recording. And, and recording. broadcasting. And broadcasting. <laughs> this is show number three. And again, with the Facebook out there. And I want to thank all of our listeners. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting more and more listeners every time we do one of these things. And uh, we just hope that y'all are enjoying it. And come back and uh, see us again. Or listen to us again. Anyway. Listen to us again. <laughs> yep. And if you're on our Facebook page, check out our Facebook page for uh, postings and everything, too. Yeah, also, leave notes on anything you want to hear or you'd like us to discuss. Open to uh, criticism. And we don't like criticism. Of course, I'm a really sensitive guy, but <laughs> I'm willing to take it. But I want to say thank you again. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and have a good night. <laughs>